This is one of those moments where I wish I had a great big mirror. Because when we get to that line, praise God for the things God has done, I wish you could see what I just saw. And that is you. Brothers and sisters, hands joined, hands lifted, community in this place. Amen. Amen. I love it. There's a line that says, praise God, all creatures here below. We have a special guest this morning. Right over here, this little gecko has been hanging out since the 9 o'clock service. I'm not going to touch it, but it's right here. A little gecko praising God right with us. Only at resurrection. (laughs) Only at resurrection. I think we're going to nickname. I think we have to have a name for our little mascot here. I think we're going to call this little mascot Troy. How about that? Oh, mm. <laughs> I love you so much. Uh, take a moment. It's amazing how we sometimes complicate things. And you know, God really from the very beginning just wanted to say I love you. Very beginning, that's all God wanted from the very first of creation. And all God really wanted from us was just a response to that love. But somehow we complicated it and put all kinds of layers around it and rules around it, walls around it, and it turned from love into religion. But God is still speaking. And God wants to break through all the stuff that we create and call church God God wants to break through all of that and just take it back to love. And uh, love is more powerful than any pain. And back in 1968, homosexuality was still considered an incredible sickness, a disease, an illness. You you know the kind of language that was used against um, gay people. And there was one person who listened to God through that pain honest enough to admit the pain inside himself and to see the pain in those around him and cried out God what am I to do with this and God said start a church (laughs) a church about love a church about healing a church about wholeness a church that breaks through all the religion to that place of love In October of 1968, Troy Perry answered God's question about starting a church with the question, when? And he listened. And God's response was one word. Guess what that one word was? Now. 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 And that was the beginning of Metropolitan Community Church. Every time we listen, God does something. God does something powerful. And sometimes when someone listens, the entire world changes. Troy Perry has now met with popes, 
presidents, world leaders to extend the message of unconditional love and the value of all people and the power of variety and diversity and expression and freedom and equality. And today there's one who has listened to God and said now is here. Let's give a great big resurrection MCC welcome to Reverend Troy D. Perry, founder and moderator of Metropolitan Community Churches. What a joy to be with all of you. You don't know. To get to come to Resurrection Metropolitan Community Church, I love it every time I come. I was here for the dedication of this property, and I've always, I just love Houston, Texas. If I was going to live in Texas, this is the place I would live. Amen. I want you to know that. Oh. Good Lord, amen. I want to do several things. I want you to help me do something. Last night, I'm telling you, uh, the musicians, all these musicians, the choirs, the ensembles, the dance groups, everything. We had a concert. I wanted to get up and do the Pentecostal shuffle right down the main aisle of it. I want to thank the staff of this church, the board of directors, uh, the clergy staff, your senior pastor, amen. Let's thank them all right now together. Amen. Every one of you, every one of you, amen. I want you to help me thank one more person too. And uh, I love the, uh, you know, the deaf interpreters. And my God, I'm going to try to break his fingers this morning as I talk real fast and see if he can keep up with me. And give him a great big hand right now. I know he can. The first time that Jerry Farwell came to Los Angeles to speak, uh, it was very, very interesting. Something happened. He usually travels with his own translator, and his translator got sick. They had to call the local, um, uh, uh, the Association for the Deaf in Los Angeles to get a translator. Well, the translator they got was a young lesbian. And she goes to the Jerry Farwell. She doesn't know anything about Jerry Farwell. She's just being paid to be there to interpret for him. And uh, she told me, the story. She said, uh, you know, Reverend Perry, I was never so upset in my life in the middle of his sermon. All at once, he started talking about MCC and you. And uh, he's, she said, when I did, I just stopped translating. And uh, she, all the deaf people, you know, there are about 400 deaf people there, and they're all looking at me like, what's wrong? And uh, she said, I, I translated when he first started what he said, then I just stopped. And she said, it just upset me. And I thought, in good conscience, I can't translate his sermon. So she said, I said to the deaf people, I I'm so sorry, but she says what he just said is a lie about Reverend Perry and Metropolitan Community Church. I want you to know now, she says. I know Reverend Perry, and he's a good man. And uh, she went on. She said, I didn't get paid, but I didn't care. Amen. You know. So thank you for translating for me one more time. Amen for this morning. Thank you.
Now I want all my mother, when she joined Metropolitan Community Church, my mother said, I didn't know I was a heterosexual until I joined Metropolitan Community Church. I'd never heard the word before. So I want all the heterosexuals to come out of the closet and stand up right now so we can welcome you here this morning. Heterosexuals, come on. Come out of the closet. Come out. Lord, amen. 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 Talk back at me a little bit. All right, amen. I want to tell you this morning, um, I've got to quickly leave. I'm not even going to get to stay for dinner here. Your pastor's got to drive me quickly out to the airport. Uh, They've got me leaving on an earlier flight than I thought I was on, but I wanted to share with you this morning for a little while. Amen. I love this poster up here. When I was looking at it and I saw it's your theme, imagine. Oh my goodness, I love the Beatles and their song Imagine. You know what I mean? Now, I feel very old because young people, they say the who? And I'll say the Beatles, you know. Imagine that song that they had. When I retired as moderator of the Universal Fellowship, the church asked me, who do you want to speak? They let me plan all the speakers for my last service when I was there. And they said, who would you like to speak? And of course, I picked some Episcopal bishops that were friends and, you know, it was just a Amazing, And I told him, I said, there's one person I do want to come if, if she can. And, um, you know, when I used to go to the discos, and I did once upon a time, amen. I could dance, let me tell you now, amen. Uh, I look like a Pentecostal dancing, amen, but I could dance, amen. Everybody always said I looked like I was dancing in the spirit even there. And I said, there's a group, I said, that sung an old uh, gospel song that I just love. It's raining men, hallelujah, it's Right in and Martha Wash, amen, one of the weather girls came to General Conference and sang for me, amen. And I've always, you know, just loved the Lord and thank God. But when I looked at that sign, imagine, so many times we look, and this morning I want to, to preach on, imagine victory, amen. Imagine victory when we've won, when we get to the promised land, imagine victory, amen. So many times people, you know, they can't imagine. Now I come from California and oh, you know, in 1922, a young man walked into a group of bankers and uh, he walked in and he said, you know, I want to borrow money. He said, I imagine something that I want to do. And he said, I want to build a multi-billion dollar corporation on a mouse, a fairy, and seven dwarfs. Amen. Can you imagine bankers listening? to Walt Disney as he walked in and said, I want to do it. Oh my God, would you have given him the loan? A bunch of bankers didn't. Amen. They thought a a mouse, a fairy, and seven dwarfs, they just could not imagine what he was talking about. And yet today, the Disney Corporation makes more money than 25 small countries on earth because he imagined. Amen. And I tell you today, If we imagine, imagine the victory. I had somebody one day who was suffering from oppression sickness who walked up to me and said, Oh, Reverend Perry. He said, This is such a Mickey Mouse organization. I said, I wish. Amen. I wish. Amen. 
What we could do with billions of dollars, amen. When you imagine, when you stop, when you dream, amen. That's what Disney did. He dreamed things could be different. Imagine victory. Dreaming. Dream right up there. Second thing, believe. Amen. I want to tell you something. Oh, my goodness gracious. See, people still try to tell me once in a while. Philip and I went shopping. We went to, uh, uh, to buy some stuff. And all at once, uh, we're in a rush and a hurry. And there was a person at the cash register. And I put down my credit card. They recognized the name. Next thing I know, I'm being preached at. Philip's trying to figure out what is going on in the line of people behind me. And this person kept telling me, you know, oh, you know what I mean. You, you, are, you know, you are evil what you do, what you do. And I had to, you know, give a little scripture, you know me, I don't back off, amen. People like they said in that film, call me Troy, I'd, I'll walk right into hell for a heavenly cause, amen. That song too, you don't have to worry about it. And all at once she's just saying this to me, and I quoted a scripture, she said, you can't be a Christian. I said, sister, I said, let me tell you now, I am a Christian. Oh, the book of Romans, Romans 10, 9 tells to me that if I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead, then I shall be saved. Amen. Has nothing to do with you. Nothing. Nothing. Hallelujah. I love the history of this church here. You're one of our early churches, you know, in those first five years of existence of the denomination. You're one of those early churches that started down here. And one day I get a phone call from Reverend Jerry Ann Harvey when she was pastor. And over on, uh, what is the street? The second building. Joanny, over on Joanny. And she said, Reverend Perry, something's happened. I said, what's wrong? She said, uh, Troy, she said, last night the Ku Klux Klan, she said, they came over and burned a cross in front of our church. They put bullets in it so they exploded. Neighbors all came out. I finally got over there and I said immediately call the FBI. I said tell them. I said they'll get the fingerprints. She said Troy you don't get fingerprints off of burnt burlap I can tell you right now. She said there's no reason. She said but that's not it. She said something else has happened. I said what is it Jerry Ann? And she said well all at once we have a unlisted number and a man has started calling our house and said he's using you know he, he calls and he's uh, very vulgar and talking and said he, every, every time we hang up he calls back and uh, she says and finally my partner went over picked up the phone let him talk for a minute and said operator have you had enough time to trace this call and then she hang up and uh, 30 seconds later, the phone rang again. The man calls it. Don't try that with me and use the B word that men try to use on women. He said, I work for the telephone company. I know how it works. And she said to me, she broke down crying. And she said to me, oh, Troy, she said, if I told you I wasn't afraid, I would be lying to you. And I said, uh, well, I'm going to pray for you. In the early days, I used to fly to churches when something like that happened. But I couldn't do it anymore. We were growing. And I said, uh, listen, I'm going to pray for you, but I want you to do something. I want you to get four male members of your church and, you know, bring them over to your house and uh, to protect you and your partner. And she stopped crying just like that. I was met with dead silence. And she said, four male men? She, I mean, four men? She said, I've got four dykes here who can whip anybody. She said, don't you worry about that. Don't you worry about it. Belief. Belief. 
Imagine victory, amen. Woo! I'm always amazed by the amen, hallelujah. My partner says, I'll talk to anybody. Philip says, I've never met a man who will talk to everybody. He said, he'll talk to a drug dealer. He'll talk to a nun. He'll talk to a drug dealing nun. It doesn't matter the choice. That he just, you know, he, he's happy to talk to everybody. You know, amen. I had some stupid preacher tell me, you know, that's the problem. You let all these sinners in. I said, that's what church ought to be about. Everybody ought to be welcome in the church. Amen. I want the drug users here so they can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want them here. I want folks who are different. Amen. I want the doors of, Je- of the church of Jesus Christ open to everybody. Salvation. Belief. Woo, knowing God can do what God said God would do. Amen. I can bank on it every time. Amen. 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 See, when you imagine, you start living it out. My partner and I were in Germany, and all at once, a, a very sweet person I know who meant well walked up, looked beyond Philip and I, opened up a. We're standing in a long line trying to get in the plane, and uh, she looked right beyond Philip and I and said, Would the next family in line come up immediately? I jumped right in front of her, put my partner right with me. She said, I'm in. I said, I know what you meant, but we're a family. We've been together for 18 years. They moved us up to first class right then and there. Amen, I will tell you. You live it out everywhere you go. Amen. You live it out who you are when you have salvation in your heart and your life. Oh, my God. I look around sometimes and, oh, that next word right up there, give. Ooh, this is a hard part for Christians sometimes. Amen. You know, <laughs> Give. Give is giving to the Lord, we say every time we take up an offer. And in your campaign here, amen. I love that word give. Now, I, I'm a tither, and um, I'm, I'm very funny. I set up my computer so where I'm in L.A. or not, my church gets my tithe money once a month. They're thrilled to death. Well, this year, for the first time under California law, Philip and I, we had to file a joint state taxes together as domestic partners. And honey, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I have it framed. Amen. You know, got both of our names on it. But you know your partners, sometimes they look over at your income tax. They want to see what you're doing. And my lover said, my God, you give that much to church. I said, I believe in tithing. You know that. I said, I, I'm like Job. I said, uh, you know, I, I sort of fill up. I, he, he does what he wants to do. I, I love him. He's a deeply spiritual young man. Uh, but he doesn't give like I do. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, if you want a blessing, I want to tell you something now. I'm not going to be with you always. I'm like Job. I said, uh, I pray for my partner. And I sacrifice for everybody in my family. I make sure. But I said, you know, you've got to start giving something too. And you know what? Thank you, Jesus. It was not my microphone. Amen. And I'm all right. <laughs> I'll pick that up in a minute or I'll get it. But i got to tell you something. Immediately, you know, this year, Philip, he loves kids. He, he said, the one disappointment in my life is a gay man. It's because I'm HIV positive. I can never have children. You know, he said, I said, well, sweetheart, we're not going to adopt one. I'm going to tell you that. I'm too old for it. Amen. You know, I said, I'm too old. 67 years old. But he said, that was the one disappointment in my life that I wasn't able to at least, you know, have a child. 
He said, that's a disappointment with me. And I said, well, you can. And you know what? He was watching Logo, you know, the gay lesbian television station. And all at once, the children's fun comes on. And Philip looked at that, and he's writing out checks once a month for a little girl in India. Amen. To help her. You know what I mean? To give. To give. Do something. I've got to tell you something, you know. I've always said, you can have anything in the world you want as long as you're willing to pay for it. Amen. Amen. There's a price to everything in life. Amen. Were you like it or not, except salvation, there's a, and even there, there was a price. Jesus died. Amen. That we could be part of the, the body of Christ. And I want to tell you something. You know, I've learned, oh my God, in giving and in your, you know, as I, I look again at imagine the victory as you raise the $2 million you need for the campus here of this, for the ministry of this church. Imagine what it's going to be like when you reach your goal. Amen. But it's going to take all of us to do it. That's the way it's always been in our community, in Metropolitan Community Church. I thank God. Uh, in those early days of MCC, I didn't want to own property until it made me move six times in one year because of discrimination. I finally woke up and said, you're going to own property. Amen. Amen. And today, I thank God for you. Our headquarters, my God, I stop and I look at what transpired and happened. You know, we needed that property at that time, but today we do business different. And they just sold the property then everybody when I was taking up money I came to this church this church was so generous to us when we were raising the down payment for that piece of property and oh my god we bought that property when everybody told us you can't do it I love a challenge amen just tell me I can't be a part of the party amen you know what I mean I will take over the party amen and oh we bought that property for three point million dollars and I want to let you know something now I thank God for it in the middle of West Hollywood uh, this year last year we decided to sell the property to use the money for ministry for other things we didn't need that piece of property there and oh my God everybody who told me we'll never get our money out of it it appreciated one million dollars a year and we walked off with ten million dollars amen after we paid off that property imagine the victory amen there's just something about imagining and think about it and all knowing that God can bless and use you and use this church to make a difference here in Houston Texas amen Imagine the victory when you finish raising all that money. Imagine the victory when all the buildings are built here, when the ministry is here, when the technical stuff is in the sanctuary. Imagine what we're going to do in Houston, Texas. God is not through with us yet. Amen. Imagine this morning. Third word up there. Fourth word, pardon me. I want you to just, well, let me back up to give again. I'll tell you about how I learned to give. When I was a teenage preacher, pastor, my wife and I and our little baby used to go to a, an old folks' home, as they called it back then, you know, home for the age of the seniors. And oh, we'd go in and we'd do a quick little service, you know, she'd sing, uh, you know, I'd preach for one minute, room to room, you know what I mean? And the women loved the baby. I mean, there was something about our baby having it with us too. And one day I walked into one of those little women that I knew she didn't have a penny. All at once reaches in her bra, you know what I mean? When people get serious, amen, they go to the bank, amen, you know what I mean? 
I know my mother and her Baptist church. Amen. When it was really good, mother went to the bank. Amen. Pulled out her money out of her box. Amen. Opened up. And this little woman did that. And she handed me a crumpled $1 bill. And I said, oh, no, ma'am. I can't take that. That little woman reached up and grabbed me by my tie, pulled my face right down into her so fast. I didn't know what to happen. And she said to me, don't try to cheat me out of a blessing. Amen. Don't try to cheat me out of a blessing. That's why we give. Amen. Oh, and that last word up there, live. Woo. God, I like to live it every day, squeeze it out. Amen. I literally believe and I live that every day could be the last day. And I want to go to bed knowing I've done everything I can do that day. I want to go to bed with joy in my heart knowing that I've prayed. I've turned everything over to God. Knowing God can move. God can bless. You know, imagine, imagine victory of Jesus in the resurrection. Woo, amen. The resurrection where he came and gave us eternal life, told us we could be like him. Amen. He was coming back to get us one day, you know. Being an old Pentecostal, I still believe that. Amen. I know it's not popular anymore, but I still believe in the resurrection of the dead. Amen. And I don't preach funerals like we ought to be sad. I preach like we ought to be glad. And we're here to celebrate this life. Amen. The person who came to us. Oh, when I look at living and think of it, you know that how God moves, how God can bless. Oh, my, 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 my. I love that old song that we sang. Oh, he lives so I can face tomorrow. Woo. Facing tomorrow. I want to tell you something now. And I have no premonition of my death, but I want to tell you this. Something happened to me before I see you again. Remember, we're all going to meet right inside the Eastern Gate. Amen. 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 We're going to scare everybody else to death. Amen. But that's where we're going to meet. And I tell him, see, sirs, you meet me right inside the Eastern Gate. When we get up to heaven, when we're there in that life to come, just know we can do it. And I want to tell you, you got to live. You, 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 you got to live. I've got to live. We've all got to live one day at a time. I meet people who live in the past. Could have been, would have been, whatever the little line is everybody uses today, you know, should have been. I like to, you know, there's nothing I can do about the past, not a thing. There's nothing you can do about the past, Amen. You can plan for the future, but you've got to live right here, right now. Amen. Here, right here, right now. You've got to live that way. And so, Houston Church, I want to tell you right here, whatever you do, just imagine victory and let God anoint and bless you in this church. God bless you this morning. Amen. Okay. Thank you.